ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهد الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا وسيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسله الله بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله ولو كره الكافرون ولو كره المشركون ولو كره المنافقون اما بعد فقد قال الله عز وجل في كتابه الكريم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون واعتصموا بحبل الله جميعا ولا تفرقوا واذكروا نعمه الله عليكم اذ كنتم اعداء فالف بين قلوبكم فاصبحتم بنعمته اخوانا وكنتم على شفا حفره من النار فانقذكم منها كذلك يبين الله لكم اياته لعلكم تهتدون ولتكن منكم امه يدعون الى الخير ويامرون بالمعروف وينهون عن المنكر واولئك هم المفلحون وقال عز وجل في مقام اخر لقد جاءكم رسول من انفسكم عزيز عليه ما عنتم حريص حريص عليكم بالمؤمنين رؤوف رحيم فان تولوا فقل حسبي الله لا اله الا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم all praises to allah all praises to allah who guided us to this who guided us to islam and to iman and to his mubarak house of this mubarak hour of this mubarak day of this mubarak month of these mubarak first 10 days of dhul-hijjah and we were not to be guided was it not that allah had guided us O oh Allah, to you is praise as is commensurate with the majesty of your countenance and the greatness of your authority. O oh Allah, we do not limit you with any praise we can come up with ourselves. Rather, we admit that you're the only one who knows the true extent of your praiseworthiness. And may the peace and blessings of Allah Ta'ala be upon his servant and messenger, our master Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. May the peace and blessings of Allah Ta'ala be upon him and upon his noble companions and upon his pure wives and upon his mubarak and blessed family and progeny and upon all of those who follow all of their day all of their ways until the day of judgment brothers and sisters the nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said in a hadith narrated by sayyida aisha radhiyallahu anha and included in the sunan of imam at-tirmidhi and ibn majah and the mustadrak of hakim قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ما عمل ادمي من عمل يوم النحر احب الى الله من احراق الدم وانه لا ياتي يوم القيامه بقرونها واشعارها واظلافها 
وأن الدم لا يقع من الله بمكان قبل أن يقع من الأرض فطيب بها نفسا. The Mubarak words of the Prophet with regards to these sacrifices in these days are what? That there is no act that a human being can do that is more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in these days than the spilling of the blood of sacrifices. Which days are these? These are the most Mubarak and the most blessed days of the entire year. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in his Hajjatul Wada' literally asked the companions radiallahu anhum, which month is this? And the point of asking it is not that he didn't know the month, rather to emphasize that the thing he's going to say is going to be sacred like the answer is sacred. And they, 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 were, they said Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam know best and they fell silent. And the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa was silent for so long that they thought perhaps he would name these days by a name other than the name they knew for them. And then he asked, isn't this the sacred month of Dhul Hijjah? And they said, indeed, O Messenger of Allah. So in that context, and in the context knowing that these 10 days are the most sacred of that month, and in the context knowing that the Yawm al-Nahar Literally, the day of immolation, the day of sacrifices, is the most sacred of those ten days, and it is named for its most important deed, which is the sacrifice. We see that the abahi, that the ritual sacrifice of these days, is not just important, but it is from the most important deeds, and from the most beneficial, and from the most blessed, and from the most illuminated acts that a person can do from the acts of worship of Islam. After the fard, after the obligations that Allah Ta'ala puts on a person, these are the most blessed. And according to some of the fuqaha and some of the ulama, this itself is an obligation. Imam Abu Hanifa rahimahullah Ta'ala, his fatwa is that the udhiyah, the qurbani, the qurban, the sacrifice, that a person offers on the day of Eid or on the two days after. It is wajib for every individual who owns the nisab that they should at least sacrifice one small animal, a goat or a sheep of a particular description, or take one-seventh share in a larger animal, a camel or a head of cattle or buffalo. The other imams, rahimahullah ta'ala, they considered this act to be a sunnah mu'akkada, a rigorously emphasized sunnah, although they said that the person who is unable to perform this sacrifice, that person is not a sinner. However, Malik said what? He said that it is a sunnah for the person who has the nisab and for the person who doesn't have the nisab. The nisab being the amount of money that a person has in excess in their savings, which makes them liable to pay zakat for the year. Even if a person's money is less than that, even if a person has no money at all. However, they're able to reliably borrow money from someone and expect to be able to pay that money back within the coming year. Even in that case, Malik rahimahullah ta'ala said what? That this sacrifice is sunnah mu'akkada, it is a rigorously emphasized sunnah. And why is it? The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam on top of saying that a human being doesn't do a deed on this day more beloved to Allah Ta'ala than the spilling of the blood of sacrifices.
He says that that sacrificial animal will come on the day of judgment with its horns and with its hair and with its hoofs. Meaning what? Indicating something that is then explicitly corroborated in another hadith. Which is that every single part of that animal will be counted as a separate good deed in the eyes of the Lord. قَالَ عَنْ زَيْدِ بْنِ أَرْقَمَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ قَالَ قُلْتُ قَالَ بَعْضُ أَصْحَابِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمْ يَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ مَا هَذِهِ الْأَضَاحِي قَالَ سُنَّةُ أَبِيكُمْ إِبْرَاهِيمَ قَالُوا مَا لَنَا مِنْهَا قَالَ بِكُلِّ شَعْرَةٍ حَسَنًا قَالُوا فَالصُّوفُ يَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ قَالَ بِكُلِّ شَعْرَةٍ مِنَ الصُّوفِ حَسَنًا رَاهُ أَحْمَد وَابْنُ مَاجَ وَحَاكِم وَكَمَا قَالَ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ Zayd bin Arqam narrates that some of the companions asked the Messenger of Allah what is the reality of these sacrifices. And he said, this is the sunnah of your father Ibrahim They said, what is our reward for it? And he said, with every hair on the body of the animal, you will receive a separate good deed. They were amazed. They said, what about that animal that has wool, has so much hair? He said, even then, every hair of the wool will be a separate good deed. The point of this uh, hadith, by the way, is not just that you get good deed for the hair and then the other parts of the animal don't count. The point is, is what? A person doesn't even consider uh, the hair to be part of the body. It's considered to be insignificant. So a rationally thinking person would think what? If every hair is receiving and garnering a good deed, then what about those things that are more important in the animal? Indeed, every single part of the animal a person can think of, they will be counted separately as a separate good deed in the hisab of the, of the one who is offering that sacrifice. And the Messenger of Allah said, continuing with the previous hadith, that Allah is so pleased with the sacrifice, that before the blood of the sacrifice even hits the ground, now imagine that, usually the sacrifices are laid on the ground already, animals laid on its side already even if it's standing how far off the ground could it be how long could it take for the blood to hit the ground it comes out with great force and gravity accelerates things at 9.8 meters per second per second you can do the calculation it's not very long Rasulullah says even before the blood hits the ground the sacrifice has been accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so be happy about this. Let this idea be pleasant that I will give something for the sake of the Lord and my Lord will un- accept from me, my Rabb will accept from me. So brothers and sisters, I know there's corona, I know there's lockdown, I know there's masks and social distancing and I know the economy is down and I know all of these things are uh, uh, there and they're affecting us. We live in this world and we're affected by this world, and if it wasn't the case, then this wouldn't be a test. But know that this is the sunnah of your forefather Ibrahim alayhi salam. And know that this is a mubarak sunnah, and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts. And the person who is able to muster the wherewithal in order to fulfill this sunnah, فَطِيبُوا biha nafsan. Be happy about it. That you did something good, you did something worth doing, you did something worthwhile. That you did a deed that you are not going to get an opportunity to do in the other days of the year. Brothers and sisters, as much difficulty as you and I are going through right now, 
There are many people in the world that are going through so much more difficulty. If you cannot easily sacrifice with your own hand because of all of these aforementioned restrictions, then send your sacrifices to a people who regularly don't have anything to eat, who otherwise would not have anything to eat in these days, who haven't tasted meat for the entire year. Those people are also going through all the difficulties you're going through, and they already had a difficult life without those difficulties. Think about them eating and saying Bismillah before they eat, and Alhamdulillah when they're done, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepting that from you as another good deed on top of all of your good deeds. And then feel that this is a pleasant thing, this is a good thing, be happy about it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from all of us. صلى الله تبارك وتعالى وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وأقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين ولسائر المؤمنين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم